And welcome into a new episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Well, U.S. farming is still primarily a family business. The USDA's Economic Research Service released a report titled America's Farms and Ranches at a Glance 2023 Edition. Catherine Lacey, an ERS economist and co-author of the report, says the overwhelming majority of U.S. farms are still family operations. A majority of farms are considered small family farms, but these farms only account for 19% of the value of production. On the other hand, 3% of farms are large-scale family farms, accounting for 25% of agricultural land operated, and 52% of the value of production. Small family farms made up 88% of the total farm count. Overall, the study found that 97% of all U.S. farms were family farms that accounted for 90% of farm production in 2022. She talks about commodity specialization. We can see large-scale family farms dominate the production of most commodities, including beef, hogs, cash grains and soybeans, cotton, dairy, and specialty crops. In the remaining commodities, poultry and eggs, and hay, small family farms and mid-sized family farms dominate the production. The value of production for non-family farms was less than 20% for all commodities. If you compare this report to last year's edition, you will notice the value of hog production and specialty crop production increased for large-scale family farms and decreased for non-family farms. However, the value of production shares in 2022 was similar to the shares seen in 2019 and 2020. Lacey talks about the financial health and risks of America's farms. Most small family farms have an operating profit margin in the high-risk zone. Generally, we see the share of farms in the high-risk zone decrease as farm size increases. The majority of mid-size and large-scale family farms are in the medium-risk zone or low-risk zone. Finally, in terms of financial risk, non-family farms are more similar to small family farms than large-scale family farms. About 20% of all U.S. farms held any debt in 2022, and 67% of farms carrying debt used one lender. ERS also looked at farm income. In general, farm households are not considered low income. Only retirement farms and low-sales farms had median income below U.S. household median income. Median farm household income greatly increases as farm size increases with very large farms having a median household income of approximately $1.4 million. Well, once again, that is one of the authors of the report, Catherine Lacey from the Economic Research Service. The American Farm Bureau Federation also weighing in on the 2023 Farms and Ranches at a Glance report from USDA's Economic Research Service. American Farm Bureau Federation economist Betty Resnick says the report underscores the financial conditions for U.S. farms. It puts high-risk farms as those operating at under a 10% profit margin and low-risk farms operate above a 25% profit margin. It's important to note that every category of farms has at least a quarter of farms classified in that category as high-risk, which is why the farm safety net provided by the Farm Bill is so critical to keeping our country's farms in business during volatile times. In addition, this survey does classify farms into small farms, mid-sized, large, and classifies them by both family-owned and non-family-owned. Once again, that's Betty Resnick from the American Farm Bureau Federation. Well, lawmakers introduced the Fertilizer Research Act into the Senate. One of the bill's co-sponsors, Tammy Baldwin of Wisconsin, talked about why they introduced the bill. In recent years, our farmers have faced a lot of headwinds. And one of those challenges has been the spike in the price of fertilizer. Last year, the cost of fertilizer was like a staggering 30% of the input costs. While prices have gone up sharply in recent years, Baldwin says farmers have no idea why. 
At the same time, our farmers have very little insight into why these prices spiked, how they're determined. And so with this legislation, we're hoping to pull back the veil, if you will, of the competition within this market and be able to craft solutions that address the high costs that farmers are facing. If farmers can't afford to plant all their crops, that ultimately affects everyone. High fertilizer prices don't just affect our hardworking farmers. They also can result in elevated prices because they limit the amount that farmers might plant if they can only afford a limited amount of fertilizer. So these are serious issues that affect our economy, and we need to have greater insight and information, and that's what this bill would do. Senator Baldwin sponsored the bill along with Senators Chuck Grassley and Joni Ernst of Iowa. Well, Stein Seed and Pattern Ag have teamed up to introduce the Stein Prescriptive Pathogen Report, a resource that accurately predicts and mitigates future risks associated with corn rootworm. Mick Tweedy, Vice President of Sales for Pattern Ag, says it's all about helping farmers make the best decision for their crop and bottom line. What they saw the opportunity is to take our report and then provide that to the grower. So we go out, we test their fields, and then they're subsidizing this offer of our pressure panel to their customers so they can discover whether they have corn rootworm or not. Economic times right now are very difficult in the farming community with interest rates high. So if there's an opportunity that they don't need to trade up for corn rootworm protection and they don't have it, then we can inform that decision. Tweedy says the report can also tell growers how much corn rootworm pressure that may be in the field, helping them to create a plan of action. And on the front side could be a savings. If they don't need that trait, they can go down to a double pro or they can go to a conventional hybrid, which is a savings up to 50 bucks a bag. But on the other side, we've seen where we can have an impact if those pressures are so high that they would then want to add an an inferro insecticide for that added protection. We can tell the grower how many eggs are in their field and what percent of the acres in that field are at risk. And so if you've got precision application equipment, you can actually put the inferro insecticide where the corn rootworms are. We show the grower and the dealer precisely where that pressure exists and how high it is. Growers have three separate packages when it comes to the report. One is called pressure panel, and that gives you corn rootworm, soybean cyst nematode, and sudden death syndrome. So with Stein, they are subsidizing the pressure panel cost. We also sell a complete bio package, which gives the full spectrum of biology. So if you want to know if your field is infected with tar spot, northern corn leaf blight, or gray leaf spot, we can inform that decision. We also inform on Gasses wilt. The other pathogens that we've turned on are in the soybean panel, uh, Circospora, frog eye leaf spot, and then also we turned on red crown rot. And then the third product that we offer is called Pattern 360. Pattern 360 is adding on macro and micronutrients. And Tweedy says it's important to identify pathogens in the field correctly, as many are often misdiagnosed. Again, Stein Seed and Pattern Ag teaming up to introduce the Stein Prescriptive Pathogen Report, a resource that accurately predicts and mitigates future risks associated with corn rootworm. You can learn more about the new partnership and the report. Just go online to pattern.ag. Again, that's pattern.ag. Well, we are out of time on this episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. If you are traveling this upcoming weekend for the Christmas holiday, hope you have safe travels and a Merry Christmas coming up here as we get into the weekend. I'm Jesse Allen. Thanks for listening to American Ag Today.